Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 827. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 86. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Psalm 86. This is a prayer of David, but but before we get to that, first a message from this sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Psalm 86, and it starts like this. Hear me, God, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord. For I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, Lord. No deeds compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths from the realms of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you, just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness, that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. So we've got this Psalm of David, this prayer of David, which is interesting to have it specifically labeled as a prayer because it is still a song. And as with many of the Psalms of David, we have to guess what time of his life he's writing this because it doesn't say. Uh, Sometimes it will give us a clue and this one doesn't, or at least sometimes it will tell us when and this one doesn't. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life. I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here that either he is being poetic or he is saying this potentially at a time period when he is not king yet. If he is poor and needy, then potentially this is the time period when he is fleeing from Saul. 
he's been anointed king, but he's not king yet. And so he's not rich. He's not living in a palace. He's probably living in a cave, potentially, when he writes this particular song. And he has been faithful. We haven't had some of the things that are going to want to go on later, like Bathsheba. And so we have him praying to God, saying, remember me, I serve you. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you, save your servant who trusts in you. And so that would correspond, not necessarily only with that time, but it certainly reminds me of that time when David is running for his life and he hasn't done anything wrong. Basically, he is, Saul is trying to kill him because Saul understands that he has God's favor. Well, he has God's favor because he serves God faithfully. And so that is not a good reason for someone, especially the anointed king, to try and kill you. But there you have it. You are my God, have mercy on me, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for I put my trust in you. And we may remember some of that time period where David in some places finds Saul in his hands. David finds that Saul has fallen asleep and he goes and he cuts off a corner of his robe and then shows Saul that I could have killed you, but I didn't. I even feel guilty for cutting off your robe because you were the anointed of God. I'm not trying to kill you. I don't know who told you that. Um, so he's putting his trust in God. He's not trying to work it out for himself. He's not trying to you know, get himself to be king, even though God has anointed him as king, if that's the time period we're talking about. But he's letting God work through that in God's timing. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Now, again, from the context of all of these things, him praying to guard my life, I'm poor and needy, I call to you all day long, we get the impression that he is writing this in a time period when things are not going well. And yet he says here, he has faith that, God is abounding in love to all who call on him. God hears prayers and calls for mercy. And so I will call because you will answer me, because you answer me. And so even though it sounds like he's writing this at a time when he has unanswered prayers, he has faith that God will answer them. He has faith that God is faithful, that nothing has changed about God. Among the gods, there's none like you, Lord. No, be, no deeds compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. Now, we when we talk about the other gods, we're talking about fake gods. And so David understands that God is not just the God of Israel. God is not just the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That even those other nations who worship other gods, that God made them. And so he sees a day when they will come and worship God. When they will, they will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. And one of the reasons that David can put his faith in God is that he remembers the great and powerful name of God. He remembers what God has done. Teach me your ways, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Teach me your way that I may rely on your faithfulness. That's an interesting thing. Basically, he's saying, remind me, teach me all that you have done, teach me about yourself so that I can understand you better. Because if I understand you better, I know that you will be faithful and I will understand your faithfulness and can put my trust even more so in that. And then he said, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And this reminded me of 
I don't know if you've ever done one of these walk through the Bible in a day kind of classes, but they give you uh, mnemonic devices for remembering the story of the people of God, especially I'm thinking of the Old Testament. Um, and maybe that's the class, walk through the Old Testament in a day. And one of the ways that they do that is they give you a sign, for instance, uh, something that you do as you talk about different periods. And I remember that King Saul... One of the things they do that sign in that class is half-hearted, and they held up one hand to be like half a shape of a heart, and then David wholehearted. And so David is potentially, as he's writing this, living in a time of a king who is half-hearted, a king who is not always faithful to God, a king who's got other things on his mind, like is he going to stay king? Where for David, who has been anointed king, that's not the most important thing. Most important thing is being faithful. And so he says, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Let me think, let the things that are on your heart be on my heart. Let the things that you care about be the things that I care about. Let what you care about be the most important thing to me. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. And so this all sounds great. It sounds like it's all accomplished, that, you know, he has been delivered. He's going to glorify God's name. But we get that next verse that says, Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. And so we know that even though David has confidence that God will deliver him, and he can see his deliverance as if it has happened, it is still in the future. He still is in this situation where people are literally trying to kill him. But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And this is one of the ways that God is often characterized, especially in the Old Testament, abounding in love and faithfulness, slow to anger. And It's interesting because sometimes we think of those times that God is angry and the the story of the Exodus and such. And yet we also look over where we forget about, for instance, God's patience with Israel for generation after generation as they were unfaithful. And so he is slow to anger. He is compassionate and gracious. And David sees that. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you, just as my mother did. I thought that was interesting. We see that he is the son of Jesse, and we met his other brothers in various times, both the time that he is picked as being the one who Samuel will anoint as king, but also in the story of Goliath when his brothers are serving in the army and he goes to bring them supplies. And the older brothers you know, have some disdain for this younger, arrogant lad this other young arrogant uh, shepherd and yet when he talks about his faith he doesn't talk about the people that we've heard about he talks about his mother and i don't remember any stories about the wife of jesse and so it's interesting but for david he sees where his faith came from and it's not from jesse it's from his mother Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. And so he is saying at this point, again, he's still looking for deliverance. He's still looking for his enemies, who he believes are the enemies of God, to be put to shame. 
And he's looking forward to a day when his prayers are answered. As many of us are. Many of us are living in this time that it's awkward in between. With confidence and faithfulness, many days, not all days, that God is faithful and will answer our prayers, but we're still living in that time of unanswered prayers, that time where we look forward to a time when God answers our prayer and delivers us from whatever it is that we feel is oppressing us. As you live through that awkward in-between, I pray that you would be faithful, and I pray that you would see God's faithfulness to you. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.